Today's our latest episode of PPC Talk, where we give you the latest strategies in PPC, as well as a deep dive into Helium 10's new advertising platform, Adtomic. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We've got a couple serious PPC guys on here today, our own Vince Montero and Kevin. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How are you, Bradley? Good to be here. Doing awesome. Doing awesome. All right. So now... Well, we know all about Vince, but this is the first time Kevin has been on the show. So first of all, Kevin, what, what is your, I don't, I'm not even sure if I know this. So what is your actual title here at Helium 10? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> right now, uh, I am the, the team lead of account management right now. So might change next week, but for now. Specifically I'm, about PPC. For, specifically for PPC. Right. I'm focusing on uh, PPC and, in, in, uh, you know, we're expanding sort of our account management and working with uh, enterprise clients. And I'm, I'm leading that team. Okay. He's also really cool. good at helping me out with um, with content, which has been really great this past uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, nice. It's yeah. been great. All right. So thank you. I, I want to go back further in time. I know you come from uh, Presses On, but even before then, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up, when you were little? <laughs> did you grow up? I don't even know where you I, live. Are, I, are you, I, do you live in California? I do. I'm, uh, I'm based in Los Angeles. I grew up in Central California originally. And uh, I'm, okay. um, I'm an actor by training and by, uh, and, and, that's what I came to LA to do was to, to be an actor and like a stage actor or are you like a SAG member uh, for, for, for film? I got my MFA in acting from UC Irvine. So right down there where the Helium 10 offices are located and uh, moved oh, to New York and did a now. couple of off Broadway <laughs> gigs and a couple of touring gigs and then settled back in LA because I like living over here a little better. And uh, yeah, found myself here in this space because I've, I've worked in tech and, and yeah. How in the world do you go from acting to uh <laughs> To e-commerce, <laughs> I know what a, what a jump, right? Um, I I was learning a lot of uh, learning a lot of and doing uh, web design and coding and and was in this spot uh, uh, developing apps, uh, smaller level stuff, and uh, found myself doing some sort of data analyticsy applications, and then got hooked up with Prestizon and sort of converted that into uh, PPC knowledge and and uh, econ and working in the e-commerce space. And just quickly got spun up with those presses on folks because they are all very smart people. Cool. What year did you start with uh, presses on? I started with presses on in uh, just right at the end of 2018. Okay, cool. So, so you're you you come from a very uh, varied background, and, and we we love to see that. That's that's the whole point. Why I ask all of our guests is, you know, regardless if we work for Helium 10 or not, you know, anybody who's on this show is somewhat related to e-commerce. But it's just interesting to see that we all come from different <laughs> different backgrounds, even. Being an actor and then going going into uh, being a PPC uh, expert here, I, I love it. So let let's just uh, talk this episode. I wanted to actually talk about you know our new kind of like rebrand, I guess you could call it, from the old platform that you manage your PPC in Helium Ten called Ads, and now it's Adtomic, mm -hmm. right? So Vince, I know you you've played a role in naming some of our yeah. tools. Was was this a Vinceism here or or? It, it was this somewhere it, it, somewhere else uh, along the line? It kind of was, and 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 it kind of wasn't. Um, we had tossed around some um, some names, and that word "atomic" was in the name, and I liked it because it sounded similar to uh, to ads. 
Um, and then um, I think someone on the creative team had the brilliant idea of just combining the word ads with with atomic and came out with atomic, which is yeah. At first, I kind of uh, was like, "Huh, what is that?" And then you know what? It's stuck. And and yeah, it's uh, okay. It's definitely a a new uh, a new word for a brand new platform. Okay, cool, cool. So now. It is a brand new platform, but there's going to be a lot of similarities. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, this is a brand new tool that people are going to be like, That's what true. is this? Mm -hmm. I mean, some people might not even notice that it is different. <laughs> no, they um, probably won't. Actually. So let's talk about those. Let's maybe each of you take one thing that's the, you know, that's new and, and one thing that that might be the same for now. Sure. So so Vince, let, let's just start with you. What would you say is the biggest difference between something that Adtomic has that ads did not have? Yeah. So the biggest thing um, is the campaign builder. Um, we had a one page builder before if you're using ads um, and you could build sponsor products and sponsor brands but we've really fleshed that out to be a lot more dynamic and and much easier for the users to um, flow through like a guide so at launch we'll have two different uh, campaign builders one's called a quick builder and a guided builder and the names are implied <laughs> what they're for one's really quick to get started and what the other one's more of a, a little guided one but the really cool thing about uh, both of these and all of our, our campaign builders, even down the line, will be the templates that we've added. Um, so we've, we've you know, really tried to see uh, from the user's perspective or the seller's perspective, where are they in their life cycle of this product? Is it a brand new product? Is it something they've never sold before? That's going to have different requirements for launching campaigns versus someone who's maybe been selling for a while and is using Atomic, uh, you know, for for maybe doing manually before they're porting over their information to atomic, but they they've got it running. So they're going to run their campaigns slightly differently. And we've also got a, uh, even a template for liquidation. So if you've got a product that isn't moving and you, you want to get rid of, or maybe a new version of your products coming out, we have templates in place to help our sellers really uh, hone in on the goal of their product at the time that they're launching these campaigns with atomic. Along with that uh, though is new rules that come along with that campaign builder things like being able to automatically move a, a search term from your auto campaign into um, both your a, a research broad campaign and a, an exact match in a, in a performance campaign uh, we're calling our proven campaign performance now because we're switching out kind of like the direction of of that particular campaign but users are now going to be able to do sponsor display campaigns and product targeting campaigns um, which is you know something that we've you know, wanted to do for, for a while since I launched ads out of beta last September. And, um, but along with that comes a lot of different kind of rules and, and functionality. So, uh, Kevin is, is, is the one to speak about the, the new updates to the rules and how those might work. Yeah. Okay. Ke Kevin, you notice how I said, Hey, let's just take one thing and then switch <laughs> off. And then Vince just went ahead and just took like 17. Is it. there it's even so anything exciting. less it's left it. that you can take or they can that, talk that about literally Kevin? just all one thing. It was just the campaign builder. <laughs> The campaign builder. It's touches so much. No, it's great. Um, no, Vince covered it a lot. I just I want to like follow up and and just uh, expound on on what you might use some of that for specifically as Vince was uh, trying to pass off to me the the rules and the and the new things that you can do with that. And you know one of the things that uh, we've seen uh, users in the press on space do with those rules is is stack those rules and to create sort of cascading setups. And so now you can you can sort of have multiple rules firing on the same ad group. Um, and, and I've seen some really, really incredible and sophisticated strategies 
with these keyword promotion rules that that users have 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 shown me, because, you know, out of necessity, they're trying to get the the system to do what they want it to do, and um, having that flexibility and customization allows them to find the workflow that works really well for them. So the one the thing that I call out. Um, uh, it, it is a good sort of easy way to understand like what stacking these rules can do is you can set up your initial keyword promotion rule that, you know, you set up an auto campaign on a sale, you promote into your performance, you use the research campaign to find good keywords around that. And that's great. But from there, uh, one of the cool sort of advanced structure things I've seen is then you can do another rule that takes uh, search terms in your performance campaign. And, you know, when that search term gets 50 sales and is running at a 5% ACoS. So this would be like your really, really high performing um, search terms in a, in a campaign. You can then take those and promote up into a high performers campaign. So it lets you sort of tier your campaign structure uh, in a really powerful way so that when you got a little extra ad spend, you can put it you know, some, some extra budget, you can put it towards that high performer campaign. And then you know that that's going to be the good return on your investment. Just one example of what you can do with sort of those advanced customizations on the rules. Okay, cool. So then like, will there be, you know, in the past there'd be suggestions like, Hey, you know, I'm in an auto campaign. I'll see, I, I convert for ASINs. And then is it already here or is it coming where I could just click a button and move an ASIN from an auto campaign to the product targeting campaign? Yeah. Or is that like future? Yeah, so, so your light, your light bulbs are going off. So, so yeah, currently in ads, um, we have a three campaign builder. So if you get, uh, auto campaigns, get a lot of ASINs, uh, because of product targeting that Amazon's very good at doing, um, in their current iteration, uh, we didn't have a fourth campaign. So we've added product targeting campaigns into, uh, both our campaign builder, as well as the ability to use the editable rule rules features that Kevin just mentioned. So you can literally right now just create a, uh, a rule that goes from one out of campaign to your product targeting campaign. So any ASINs that are, that are converting well under the metrics that you established, then we're going to automatically do that for you. And it'll be by suggestions. So you can go ahead and apply them, or you can even set that up to, to automate it. So it'll do it for you automatically. Okay, cool. Anything else that's new for Atomic now? Like, like right when somebody's listening to this episode, I know we, we can talk a little bit later about what's coming, mm -hmm. but but what is what else is new in Atomic that uh, ads didn't have either in the front or back end? The one major update that also was included is to our suggestions. Uh, I'm a big proponent that a lot of listeners know in in listening to the trainings that that I do of using our our suggestions, but also doing longer term views of you know 30, 60, 90 days. Well, the new suggestions are are already going to include that 90 day lookbacks. So. We're really going to be uh, reducing, if not completely getting rid of the that need for users to have to do, of course, if they want to do longer than 90 day lookbacks, then, then they can. But when on day one, when somebody starts using Atomic, and I, and I saw this in one of my accounts, um, as soon as those rules went live, it looked back 90 days. And so I got a bunch of different suggestions. Um, and the interesting thing was, I also noticed that I got suggestions on post campaigns. And at first I thought, hey, this 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 must be a bug. But I was thinking about it and I was talking, uh, you know, just to, to some more of the people here. And it, it's actually great because let's say you have a campaign that uh, it's been running for a while, but you just can't quite get it to convert and you just turn it off, right? You plan on going back and going through the search term report and, and finding the keywords that, that did well and then, you know, pulling those out so you can put them into another campaign, right? This is what we, 
what, what I always teach is try to save a campaign if you if you can. Try not to pause it. But if you have to pause it, at least get the data out of it. Well, with our atomic rules, you can literally add that pause campaign into the rule and it'll do a 90 day look back. It'll pull out the search terms that actually did well for you and it put them into the campaign that you designate. Kevin, any any anything else that maybe Vince has missed? If you're coming onto the the ads platform, uh, you know now Atomic new, um, you can sort of restructure an account and use that 90 day look back period that Vince is talking about to to make mm-hmm. that setup and to sort of clean up that account and get you search term isolated quickly. Like that takes out so much of the friction and the and the time spent in cleaning those accounts. So it can be it it it's very cool. Um, so n- nothing new, just me excited about what Vince has already said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Vince, like, let's say, obviously I've been running like something like, you know, all my different accounts, 150, 160 campaigns mm-hmm. using ads. And, and I've, uh, you know, since ads couldn't create product targeting campaigns, mm-hmm. uh, I, I had created those, you know, by myself in, in seller central, but like these existing campaigns, am I able to now after the fact use Atomic to tie yeah. like one of the product targeting campaigns to my my three campaign structure, or, or I have to start from scratch. You could tie it to the three campaign structure, or you can tie it directly to the auto campaign, which makes sense because the auto campaign is, if, if you were going to build these from scratch, you'd have the ability to do the auto research, uh, which is the broad match, and then the performance, which is exact, and then the product targeting all at the same time. So okay. we now have a four, cool. four campaign setup for sponsor brands versus our previous three campaign setup. But if you already have these campaigns, like you said, you've, you've launched them in Seller Central. Then for this particular case for ASINs, all you're going to do is create a, a rule for that auto campaign to send ASINs directly into that product targeting campaign. It's just two rules. Um, and the ability to do that um, it, on the fly is, is, is pretty, it's something that, that we're really proud of being able to do. Um, it, it's at the campaign level. These are just finds campaign that they're interested in, in creating a rule around. And there's a little cog icon. They can click through that, and they can they can go through the steps to to do that. Um, but there's also the ability to have an auto campaign add search terms into multiple different ad groups. So before we were limited to one campaign, one ad group at a time, right? From the broad to the research to the to the proven. Um, now you can have an auto campaign running keywords into multiple different ad groups, or you can have a research campaign running search terms into multiple different ad groups. Um, so lots of different strategies that are are able to be created now using um, the atomic not not just the campaign builder, uh, but also just uh, the editable rules. Now we'll come back to atomic in a little bit. I want to talk about what's what's on the roadmap, but let's just switch to just some some strategy here. You know, like uh, Kevin, you've been you know you're a front facing person as far as talking directly with a lot of brands and and the people who started using presses on um, or you know, now that you've been dealing with ads customers as well, like a lot of people who come from either another software or not using software at all and trying to manage their, their own, uh, you know, PPC, sometimes they're just like flabbergasted at like, oh my God, I cannot believe I did this. And then, you know, now my ACOS is cut in half or I did this and my PPC sales ha- have doubled. What are some, some specific things that, that you've noted in your you know personal experience about things that people were not doing before and then they started doing it and it just really has worked out for them. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things we talk a lot about is, is the way that these rules are set up, particularly with sort of the preferred strategy of search term isolation uh, allows you to get control in an account 
it sort of doesn't matter what your strategy is if the if the levers you pull in your account to attempt to achieve that strategy aren't effective or or are dissipated because your um you know your your changes aren't aren't having an effect it sort of doesn't matter what your strategy is so one of the biggest things i hear from clients who particularly are coming from um from not using a tool um, or using a tool that doesn't use search term isolation is they go, wow, n- now I'm sort of like able to to uh, to make these changes and I, and I see the effect it has. Um, whereas before, if I was, you know, changing a, a, a bid on one of my high spend keywords in my account, often what would happen is your impressions would just get shifted to another keyword that you had running in the ad group that was similar. Um, and, and so it, it makes it really hard to optimize in that way. So the response we get time and time again is, Wow! Now I now I uh, uh, first of all the 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 system and the setup inherently does some really great optimization in in the cleaning up uh, of of those accounts that we see. But then they're able to really either either optimize what they have or scale really effectively. All right, guys, quick break in this episode for our BTS Bradley's thirty seconds. Here's my thirty second tip. We've been talking about PBC and a little bit about product targeting ads that we're now going to start. So if you wanted to know where to get some product targeting ideas, another place is to actually use Blackbox. You know, people think of Blackbox as uh, strictly product research, but there's a tab in Blackbox called product targeting. So entering uh, one or two or three of your main competitors, ASINs, and then filter out what is showing up for frequently bought together and customer also bought. Basically, those are the products that we have detected in the last 30 days of that seed product coming up with on the page for uh, frequently bought together or customer also bought. And and sometimes they're not just direct exact copies of the same product or direct competitors, but complementary products. So those sometimes are great products to target in your first product targeting campaign. What about you, Vince? Anything new that you're hearing, you know, not not just from our own customers, but just in general, like some different products? PPC strategies that, that people are using that are uh, effective that we maybe haven't uh, talked about before? Honestly, the the bulk of the the strategies that I'm seeing are all related to sponsored display. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, of course, this is, for, this is for our sellers that are brand registered. Um, if you do have that, you can get access to sponsored display. Amazon's doing some really amazing things with that particular um, ad type. Uh, a lot of the placements that are available, they're expanding. They used to be only available to DSP. So the more the more uh, sellers uh, understand the importance of leveraging those placements for those ad units, I'm seeing a definite shift in in spend even uh, towards that. And then audience targeting, which I was at first a little um, bullish about, um, is getting better. Uh, they've made a lot of refinements over the past, just the past couple of months. Um, a lot that you can even do, uh, as an example, when you're doing product targeting campaigns, you can select categories. Well, you can do that now with audiences too. It, it's, so they're opening up a lot of the features that were previously only, uh, locked for DSP and, and a lot still are, but Amazon's really doing some, uh, interesting things with making a lot of features and functionalities from the DSP available to their brand registered sellers. And those sellers that take advantage of the, that are early adopters of those um, placements and taking advantage of the strategies that come with those placements are really seeing some great, great results. Okay, cool. I want to talk about some frequently asked questions. You know, like we, we see stuff come up over and over. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of them. 
Uh, and then, you know, you guys can talk about other ones that, that you hear commonly. And here's, I'm going to start off with the one thing that, you know, I wouldn't need to work here anymore if I had a dollar for every time somebody, I see this coming up in social media, but we, we have talked about it before, but let's talk about it again. With the information that Amazon gives currently, why is day parting not a good move right now? First of all, you know, there's people who might be like, what the heck is day sure. parting mean? Let's is, define day parting day first. Day parting is, is strictly uh, having your, your accounts come on and off during the day at different points of the day. Um, you have a product and you only want it to be on between 8 a.m. And, and 8 p.m. Pacific time, right? That's day parting. Mm -hmm. um, if you have, if you're a very large seller and you have a lot of data to back that up, I could see that that being uh, beneficial. If you're uh, a brand new seller, um, if you're a seller in your one year, um, I really think that the potential losses that you get from doing the day parting are are the the cons outweigh the potential pros. Number one, we all know that when, especially for BPC, uh, there's a seven day and a fourteen day pixel. So you can have somebody click on your sponsor brand ad, for example, and fourteen days later they 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 buy it. So if you're looking at data strictly from you know when am I making sales, well. Are you, are you looking at the right windows and and then are you how do you how do you look backwards to say oh that this sponsored product sale is actually from six days ago um amazon really doesn't give that kind of information they just have the attribution window and the sales get applied and they and they get adjusted all the time so if you're trying to make decisions on what time of day you should be on or off are, are you really dealing with 100 accurate information or do you mm -hmm. even make that that call there there could be somebody logged on yep. at 3 a.m in the morning Right when you don't think you're going to make a sale, but they see your ad, and a week later they click on it at seven a.m. Right or eight. Yeah, and you would have no idea, yeah, have no idea. when that click. So happened. for yeah. brand, for newer sellers, um, I, I definitely say that the the, the cons outweigh the, the the pros. Um, and but that being said, we are working on. Uh, <laughs> there are upcoming things we are doing that that uh, lean into um, the rationale behind day parting. Um, that we'll see, you know, in Atomic maybe maybe late this year. Okay. Now this is for either of you. Another common question I, I see all the time is for uh, an exact campaign, which we're now we're calling a performance campaign, and a research campaign, which is broad, uh, you know, broad phrase or broad match. Mm -hmm. What is the max number of targets one should have? The the ex <laughs> the, the max number of exact phrases you're this you're targeting in a performance, and the max number of keywords. You're, you're targeting in a broad campaign. Yeah, so this is a good one, because I, I get this one a lot too, and I keep forgetting to, to address it in my in the Tacos Tuesdays. Um, so when we when we talk about campaign structures, um, I'm a very big proponent of making sure that you uh, are putting search terms that have similar search volumes in your campaign. Uh, if you're, it's a research campaign, if you've got really high volume search terms, maybe you should only put all of those into one campaign. But, you know, try to maybe 10 because you really want to make sure you have enough budget to test those um, high search volume uh, broad keywords. If you've got really low uh, search volume broad keywords, then put those in a different campaign because they're, they're not going to get any budget. Because if you put them, if you mix them with the high search volume broad keywords, then the lower ones aren't going to get any. So what I find is that when our tool, 
starts moving or suggesting keywords to be moved into a new campaign, like for example, from the research to the performance campaign, um, people are getting like questions about, oh, wait a second, you said I shouldn't have any more than 10 keywords in that proven campaign. Yes, but that was for, that was for testing. That was when you, when you started the campaign, (laughs) as long as you're getting the impressions that you need for those keywords, that was the goal of having those limitations. Um, so when a keyword's being promoted and being moved into that performance campaign, it's proven itself, right? So you don't have to worry about that. Now, what you will need to worry about probably is just increasing the budget of that performance campaign, but that is the point of that performance campaign, finding the keywords. So you could end up with 20, 25 um, high-performing keywords, if you're lucky, in that performance campaign. Yeah, I just want to throw it like a, a useful way that I've, I've sort of thrown out to folks, and I'm just repeating what Vince has said in a little different way. Um, check the, check the average CPC in the ad group. And you know, if you're, mm. and I've, I've had people ask this, they're, they're running a, a daily budget of, of $10 in a, in a campaign. And you know, their CPC is 50 cents per click. You get 20 clicks in that ad group before you're done for the day. So if you can think about that, like, like, um, what's your average CPC in that ad group? And then, you know, divide by your daily budget. That's how many clicks you get for the ad group a day. And then think about how, you know, clicks against your uh against your keywords if i've got 20 clicks in my ad group and i'm running 800 keywords how many clicks how many days am i going to go before i'm really getting good data on those keywords to make good optimization decisions let's say we've reached our limit like like somebody says you know what i only want to do a max of 30 exact or i want to do a max of 10 broad or whatever all right now that means i need to create a new one so in, in atomic for example does that mean i need to create a new structure of three, or I can tie multiple research campaigns into one auto, you know, family, or do I have to do different three campaign setups for each time I, I need to, to add another one of yeah. those campaigns? So the, the big shift with Atomic 2 is that um, rules, even though you can edit them at the campaign level and, and add them at the campaign level, it's not dependent on the structure anymore. So in the previous iteration, um, it was, you know, the auto campaign to the research to the proven. Uh, well, number one, automatically, we've already set it up. The, the auto campaign will drive uh, keywords to both the research and the performance, sorry, not proven, and also a product targeting campaign. But you can also add other ad groups into that rule. So instead of it being a campaign structure just for one set or one product, um, you can have, maybe you have different variations. Maybe you've got different colors, different sizes, and you're running campaigns against those. Um, you can also add the ad groups from those campaigns into a rule. So it's kind of like the rules are, are being um, kind of pulled out uh, in, in a sense. Uh, there will eventually actually, which will make this much clearer, actually, um, a, a future iteration will have rules being on their own page. So it's like the concept is you're creating the rule, right, that you want, and then mm-hmm. you're just adding the ad groups then from the campaigns. Now, obviously, you have to be smart about this because you want to have those rules um, be for like the same type of product, right? Uh, yeah. you, you don't, you, you could technically in, a, in atomic, you could create a rule and, you know, have your, your auto egg tray uh, campaign run to your auto or your research uh, uh, coffin campaign, mm. right? Which would be bad. Ah, I couldn't, I couldn't do that in ads. <laughs> right, right. You couldn't do that. You couldn't. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't want you to do that either. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the rules are not necessarily tied into that box of that structure anymore because, because we have given the, the sellers the ability to choose um, 
different ad groups from different campaigns that they would like to select for. All right, guys, that sound means it's time for our CAT, our cat of the episode, which stands for Clubhouse After Party Tip. Once a week, we go live on the Clubhouse app and bring back former series sellers podcast guests. We take live questions from you and they give you their best tip out there. So every episode, we're going to be giving you guys clips from these episodes we've been doing on Clubhouse so you can get some great strategies from our former guests. Now, if you have the Clubhouse app, make sure to search for the Club Series Sellers podcast and follow it so that you can be notified when we go live. You can also follow our director of training on there at H10 Bradley. In this clip, we had Kevin King, who is the master behind Freedom Ticket and an e-com legend on the Clubhouse call to answer your questions. If you would like to listen to Kevin's latest episode, it is episode 216. So my question is, uh, have you ever used the Amazon uh, Amazon Post Influencer and live event? People posting and just doing the live uh, introduce to your products. Also, if so, if you are using, how do you measure it? And how can we reach out to them? There's any website, like all thousand, like hundred influencers, we can find out and chat them regarding the, our NICs. Um, I don't have the list, but yeah, there's like three or four agencies that I know of uh, that are doing that uh, right now. Uh, you for Amazon Live, and as far as the post, I don't know of an agency. I'm, I'm sure there's someone that's offering it as a service that does post, but I have someone, uh, you can have a VA do it yourself. As long as you have brand registry, you need brand registry to do that. And you can get access to uh, Amazon Post. And, and right now it's still free. At some point they may charge for it, but you can post in there. You can cross. We use it for a couple of our brands. Uh, it's hit or miss. You know, some of the stuff actually can get you uh, some sales and some of it's a, a waste of time, uh, to be honest. Um, but it, it's worth giving it a shot. Um, and if nothing else, it's just some, some more real estate and some more brand awareness there. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is you can't control where you show up. So like some of our posts will get six, 10,000 impressions, 15,000, some 20,000 sometimes or more. Other ones, for whatever reason, get like 200. And we haven't been able to figure out why that is, even though we're using some of the same targeting and uh, experimenting around, but you can cross promote your products um, and it'll show up on some of the other pages, on other uh, on your competition's pages. So it's, it's worth playing with. Just don't expect it to like, um, you know, generate millions of dollars for you at this point. And down the road, it might turn into something, but right now it's still in beta and they're still trying to kind of figure it out. And just a few months ago, they finally could only, you could finally actually see what your click rate is and stuff. Um, they, they didn't even offer that until just a few months ago. So it's still up and coming. Uh, but uh, if you have brand analytics, uh, experiment with it yourself and it may turn out to be worth it or it may just be a, a nice little extra thing for you. Okay. Going back to Kevin, you know, and back to our conversation about frequently asked questions, you know, you probably deal with more one-on-one customers than than both Vince and I combined. What what are, you know, over the last six months, what is like some common questions you get? And it doesn't have to necessarily be about, you know, presses on or or atomic, just PPC questions in general, like, like these last couple of ones that we've talked about. What do you see recurring over and over again? The addition of those of those ASIN keyword promotion rules has been uh, uh, big for a lot of a lot of sellers who uh, maybe weren't utilizing that part of their their account. You know, there, there's a lot of revenue to be generated from that that spot. So um, we were getting a lot of questions around that time. Of, you know, frankly, you know, folks who were who were learning about that who who in some cases weren't aware that that product targeting was a different placement 
one of the cool things about being in the PPC space is, is Amazon is, is iterating and improving and finding new ways to uh, advertise products. And so we get the, core, the, the, the fun job of keeping up with that and then you know finding the best ways and most effective ways for users to do it. Back to Vince, and, and any other common questions you've been getting from your Tacos Tuesdays or just in talking to customers? I always seem to get the same question actually every other week. And it's, you know, what's your best strategy for, <laughs> for launching your PPC? So the answer used to be uh, just, you know, use ads to create your three, three campaigns at once. Um, and now it's going to be use Atomic to create <laughs> your four sponsor product campaigns at once so that you uh, take care of that issue that Kevin just mentioned of not being able to utilize your ASINs effectively in a product targeting campaign. Um, and uh, also to Kevin's point, yeah, I've done actually ed education, educating people um, that where are the different placements? Um, in fact, uh, two trainings ago, I literally just went on, on uh, Amazon and just showed all the sellers where what all the placements were, which were sponsored products, which, which were sponsored, sponsored product targeting and then sponsored display, sponsored brands and the product targeting versions for both of those. Um, so I, I think that the most common thing is is sellers just not knowing um, what all the different ad types are and where they're located and which campaign gets you access to those 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 ad placements. So I would say, uh, as a rule of thumb, that would be my biggest suggestion to brand new sellers is just really taking the time to learn um, that yes, the search results uh, page you know ads that are there are very important, uh, but there's tons of other ad placements. Let's go back to Atomic now, as far as, you know, we've talked about the new things that are already available from day one. And actually, actually, before we do that, before, before we go into future, future things, we have some like promotions or, or something for, for people who, who activate Atomic Vince. <laughs> yeah, we do. So for, uh, I believe it depends on if you're, what level you're already on. If, if you're not a diamond subscriber, then, uh, you need to have diamond or, um, or elite to get access to Atomic, and we're offering some $200 promotions for that. So um, by the time this airs, that email will have gone out. Uh, so we are offering that. And all that means is if they spend uh, $200 in, in PPC within, within 30 days of them uh, first logging into Atomic, they'll get a, a refund, uh, a rebate. Um, and there are some different promotions out there for like our free and leads. And I know that uh, for getting into the platinum, uh, level even uh, platinum level is kind of our gateway to Atomic because platinum level does actually include the both the um, uh, dashboard and the analytics sections of Atomic, which are both account level overviews. So it's not granular, but you can you can still do a lot with that information technically if if you if you used it correctly. Okay, cool. So then now looking forward, what uh, what's like you know. In a few weeks, in a few months, things that uh, I know you you can't spoil everything for us, but what sure. are either of you able to uh, spoil it? I'm really excited for uh, launching the keyword detail and the search term detail pages in Atomic, which are really really powerful. They give you some really great insight into what's going on. Uh, the the keyword detail page is a really really granular look at at, at a keyword. Uh, there are charts at the keyword level, so you can sort of see the performance in chart view of a keyword over time. You can map the bid changes over that, see how it's affected impressions, 
really, really cool visual representations of the data at the keyword level for that, which is uh, really insightful, really powerful views there. And then the search term detail page is amazing. You can see the effect that moving a, a search term around and having it managed by different keywords over its journey through even just your basic auto research performance structure happens. Um, or if you're in a situation where search term isolation is not uh, viable in the traditional sense for your account and you're managing the search term through through multiple keywords, you can see how your bid changes on those individual keywords affect the search term performance. Getting that granular view and understanding how the changes in your account, I was kind of talking earlier about uh, strategy changes and, and making sure that they're effective, uh, this is where you can see it. You can see it at the search term level. When I make a change, when I adjust my bids in these places, look what it's doing to the search term. Uh, the Im impressions trade-off between keywords, all of that is is something you can see in the search term details page. And uh, I think it's a it's a game changer for for sellers who who um, who are able to to leverage that in their accounts and and it really big value add. Can you talk briefly about, you know, if somebody's an existing Helium 10 member, what's the difference? Like some people are under the mistaken impression that only if you're on the diamond plan and above, you have access to uh, ads or what's now known as Atomic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, so that's still true. That's the full capabilities and functionality are available only to diamond and up. Um, but at platinum level, um, like I was saying before, you do still get access to the dashboard and analytics. And Having access to that information at platinum level um, is still, you know, you could you could use the information that you find there in order to uh, so influence whatever strategy you're doing. If you're if you're manually optimizing your campaign, so that's great. You could still look at analytics and see all of your search term data right there within a few clicks. For sellers that are doing things manually, they know what how time consuming it is to look through search term reports, download search term reports, look through them, save, save to get historical data, be able to save, you know, a search report, you know, month, month to month or month after month. Um, and then put those together, cobble those together, maybe in Google sheets or, or a larger Excel file. So having that accessibility, even at platinum to just look in our analytics and within a few clicks, do some filtering, find your search terms that are performing poorly, uh, make sure that you make notes to make them negative um, and, you know, find good ones potentially that you can then use for, for campaigns. So the, the, the difference, for example, in that section that I just described in the search term level is that uh, our uh, diamond and level up, you know, actual atomic users can do certain functionalities like they can create the negative right then and there. So not only do they get access to the data right away um, in the, the way that they want to see it by filtering ACOS or spend or clicks, however, however they're trying to optimize, um, they can also actually make the search term negative from that ad group in that campaign that's founded right then and there. Whereas in platinum level, you still you, it's read only. So, um, but still, like I said, there's there's still some powerful things that you can do with that data even at the platinum level. Guys, if you're if you're already a Helium 10, you know, paying member, then, you know, goes without saying, uh, give give Atomic a, a try and then see what it can do for you. If, if you're not using Helium 10 yet or you're a brand new seller, absolutely, guys, you know, start sign, sign, up, sign up with Helium 10 and try it out for a couple of months. Uh, you're you're going to be happy about the things they can do. You know, I, I've always told my story before about how 
you know, when I was a consultant for Amazon sellers way before my time at Helium 10, I never, never learned PPC. I was like something that was always just like, you know what? PPC is too, uh, too tough, you know, for me, like, I don't want to have to like learn how to do it, but because of ads, uh, I was able to learn how to do it. And now I'm managing over 160 campaigns in like two, three hours a week. If you're not a Helium 10 member yet, uh, you want to try it out for a uh, 50% off your first month. You can tr use the uh, podcast code, uh, SSP 50. But if, if you think you're going to, you know, use it for a while, then, then don't use that code. Use the code SSP 10, which pretty much saves you 10% off for life. The SSP 50 gives you 50% off your first month. And, uh, and we haven't done our, I almost, I almost forgot it. We're, we're, Vince has done lots of, which is our TST 30 second tip. But, uh, since this is Kevin's first time on the show, we're going to have you give our 30 second tip of the week, something, um, you know, PPC related that you can say 30 seconds, a minute or less. What's a, a strategy that you can uh, share with our listeners that that's pretty valuable and, um, actionable. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Uh, I got something. I was just talking to somebody the other day about this. Um, uh, mine's about uh, about ACOS targets. Um, that's sort of how we set our bid optimization algorithm in Adtomic now. And uh, just a word of warning there. You might come in, you might see a, a performance campaign that's uh, running at 50% ACOS uh, on average across all those there, and you want to get it down to you know, 15 20%, whatever's appropriate for you. So your impulse might be to set that target ACOS to exactly what you want it to be. Um, and I want to warn against that. Uh, uh, what that that can actually have some adverse effects, and in in some cases, it can pull the bid down on your high performing keywords because the optimization algorithm is trying to get uh, to what you you know your A cost that you've set. Instead, one of the things that I've seen that's most effective is to graduate that target A cost down. If it's running at fifty right now, try setting it down to forty five or forty, and then when it gets there, when the actual performance is there, then you bring the target A cost down again. So um, if uh, you're new to the Atomic or, or uh, PPC in general and you see that target ACOS, um, know that you want to bring that down slowly. Um, you're going you're gonna to have a better time getting to your, your target that way. Well, actually, the way the, the suggestions in Atomic works, it doesn't take you all the way down. So that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. All right. Well, Vince and Kevin, thank you very much for all the hard work uh, you guys have been putting in to, to try and get uh, Atomic out there. It's, it's so cool to see. And we know that this is just the beginning. Lots of exciting things uh, in store. And so we'll definitely be bringing you guys back uh, you know, later on this year to see, to see what's, uh, what's new. But uh, thank you guys very much for coming on and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thanks, Bradley.